What's up, everybody? Richard back today with another episode of the Warped Report. We got a fantastic show for you guys today. Action-packed, lots of uh, some news and headlines to get to, some drama, which is always entertaining. And we're going to lead that off, actually, right here, right now, Kmart. No, I'm just kidding. But, hey, we got MGK going after Slipknot. Now, listen, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about this. This is probably going to be the topic that we discuss the most um, so MGK does a slipknot for being 50 years old wearing a effing weird mask. So they these both these bands played at Riot Fest uh, with Slipknot replacing Nine Inch Nails. And they were actually playing at the same time on different stages. So there's a video here uh, where, uh, you know, I, I don't want to play it just in case of copyright or anything like that. I, I, I doubt it because it's a phone video. But anyway, basically he says, hey, you want to know what? I'm really happy that I'm not doing being 50 years old wearing an effing weird mask on an effing stage talking shit. So, uh, you know, I, I guess that they kind of have gone back and forth in the past here, both MGK and Corey from Slipknot. Listen, man, I, I see a lot of people on the internet freaking out about this one here. They're kind of, you know, they're just, they're, 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 I, I just don't think people, I, I think that the point is being missed. Maybe there's legitimate heat here. I mean, I don't, I kind of doubt it, you know, because Corey it says here in this article too, what Corey had said to MGK in the past, but he failed in one genre and decided to go rock. Man, I just I look at this as a fantastic opportunity. Uh, you know, for uh, we need a good feud. I think that that is something, especially in our scene, where feuds aren't really all like uh, you know they're not really present or prevalent. You know, there used to be some back you know back in the day like a mirror case strain stuff like that. But you know, this scene and you know right and you know it's a good thing, right? Is that you know everybody wants to come together and be a community, but. Uh, and I understand that for like, you know, like kind of like the lower metal core range. I understand that because, you know, one rising, sh what is it? What is the saying? Like one rising tide raises all ships or something like that. But at this level with MGK and Slipknot, man, I could see this paying off to be a, a gigantic tour. I mean, imagine a Slipknot tour with MGK being direct support. I mean, unless there is legitimate heat here, but you know, you got people on, you got people on the internet, like grown adults, you know, just like. You know, saying like, oh, you know, MGK is this and that. Oh, he has a pink guitar, blah, 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 blah. To me, man, it's just like, like we're not 12 years old, okay? Like this is, you know, it is what it is. Like, again, if there's legitimate heat here, who cares either way? But I, to me, thinking about it from a marketing perspective, this to me is a fantastic opportunity for one, if there is actual heat, for MGK to kind of be in the spotlight for an, a different demographic because, you know, he's kind of more in that pop punk kind of sphere and Slipknot obviously is more, you know, prominent big time metal band. So could we see MGK potentially release something in the metal realm to kind of, you know, try to also go into that space and try to be one of the more recognizable artists. I know a lot of people in metal probably will poo poo him because, you know, let's face it. I know a lot of you guys out there are listening or metal listeners and I am too, but the closed mindedness is, you know, it's pretty rampant in metal. So either way, I think, you know, to sum this up, if there is heat, I think that MGK is going to 
build his uh, brand up, you know, you know, one way or the other with this, because I know that Slipknot's going to respond. And if there isn't, this could be kayfabe, you know, to use a wrestling term. These guys could, this could be a work, uh, you know, like they could be, this could be an angle with, with paying off with them touring together down the road. But next we're going to turn to, uh, you know, kind of more in the metalcore sphere and a band that's obviously not on the level of MGK or Slipknot, but a rising band for sure. That's Loathe. Uh, they uh, have parted ways with their guitarist, Connor Sweeney. I know that Connor had put out a, uh, a statement about, you know, I, I remember reading this on Facebook. Um, I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know. But anyway, uh, you know, he said that he's musically not dead and whatnot. And then Loathe, I mean, they kind of put out a, you know, a pretty cut-and-dry kind of statement. Lowell regretfully announced the departure of Connor Sweeney. We'd like to thank Connor for his contributions and commitment to Lowell over the years and wish him the best in his future endeavors. The remaining 20 to while she seems to continue his plan, but yada, yada, yada. So it makes me wonder what happened here, of course. Uh, you know, the lamb goat comments are probably gold. But Connor Sweeney is no longer uh, part of Loath. So there's that. And then also, this kind of happened, you know, a little bit, uh, a little while ago at this point, a few days ago. But Ronnie Radke, you know, uh, called out somebody uh, in the audience who was wearing an F Ronnie Radke shirt. Um, you know, see, here's my thing is that, you know, Radke says, where's the guy with the F Ronnie Radke shirt? He saw me uh, and then he pulled it down. Uh, you do not want the effing smoke, homie. I'll beat your effing ass. This is not Twitter. And so here, this is kind of how I think about this situation here, right? So on one hand, Ronnie kind of has a point. You know, this isn't Twitter. I mean, you can't just, you can't be doing this stuff and not expect some kind of a repercussion, you know, because obviously the guy is trying to get a rise out of him to some degree. Could you say that Ronnie shouldn't feed into this? I mean, there could be a, a line in which you could feed into it, but again, I don't. I don't think you should let people like this out the hook. I think that it's just degenerate behavior, to be quite honest with you. It's like, why would you be there, watching him make your way up to the front if you didn't want something to happen? You know, because uh, you know, Ronnie's saying this isn't Twitter. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but like, you know, a lot of people, you know, try to bring that internet personality out into the public and you know it's a different world out there especially with Ronnie who you know he has his past and whatnot but he's not a guy that I would necessarily want to uh, meet in a back alley you know what I mean I think that you know he's a pretty pretty big guy but so that's kind of my feelings on that and a couple more important stories here to cover and actually I had to stop recording this podcast just so that I could regroup and kind of look over this but this just happened uh, as LA dying has made an official statement on Nick Hippa leaving the band um, as we know uh, both Tim and Nick and Josh the bass player have also said something but you know uh, as LA dying has also made a statement as well Um you know, it just kind of really says a lot of the same kind of stuff, you know. Uh, we've, been, we've been laying low for the past 18-plus months, adapting getting back to normal life routines, and as the world uh, tries to navigate itself through the COVID pandemic, it brings a lot of excitement seeing live events come back. With many of our peers and, and friends returning to their life's playing uh, passion, life's passion playing shows. Sorry. Uh, you know, they're talking about all this downtime here, um, and then, you know, they kind of said, we appreciate all the patience from our fans in regards to an official band statement um, who from Nick leaving the band over a year ago. Uh, 
The remaining members of As I Dying respect Nick's decision to move forward from the band and forging a new path in life. We will certainly look back fondly on many of the great memories, experiences, and accomplishments. So, you know, this is kind of like a pretty cut and dry kind of statement. Nothing too, too crazy. Um, I like how they say the remaining members of As I Dying respect Nick's decision to move forward. It's like, well, I mean, he left the band a year ago, so I certainly hope so. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to get that in there. We're going to wrap it up here. We got a, uh, one more story here that we're going to touch on. There's a lot of stories this week, but for the sake of time, we're going to, we're going to, uh, get to this one here. This is from Reddit. Uh, I saw this and I saw a couple other sites posted, but I wanted to use the site where I originally got it. Aaron Patrick, the base of all that remains has announced his departure from the band. Um, and then lastly, let's talk about, uh, you know, we got uh, Bring Me the Horizon, new single Die For You, and then we're going to talk about Spearbox's debut album, Eternal Blue, real quick. Bring Me the Horizon's Die For You. Listen, man, very uh, Bieber, uh, very Post Malone-esque with some core pop-punk elements in there. Very catchy. Um, obviously, I prefer a lot of other material there to this one, but this one was definitely solid and landed on my playlist, the Core 100. Really enjoyed this track from the band. And then also Spearbox's Eternal Blue. Great album. Uh, you know, I went into it kind of thinking that there was going to be some tracks that like, because, you know, you know, you guys know with Spirit Box that they like to kind of drift off a little bit into the ethereal realm and kind of get a little bit um, trancey, as I like to call it. And some of those, they, there was some elements of that. Some of those songs, like like the title track, Eternal Blue, is probably one of my least favorites for that sake. You know, I generally like a little bit heavier. So, you know, I was a big fan of Holy Roller, Silk and the Strings, and Yellow Jacket, of course. But, Fantastic album over on my Patreon. I graded it a 92%. Um, so it was a fantastic record, and I'm very, very proud of them. Well, guys, that's it for this week. Lots of uh, crazy stories that we had here. You know, some some drama going on, people leaving bands, Azalea Dying Statement, Bring Me the Horizon Spirit Box. It was an action-packed week, and I appreciate you guys coming here to get all this news and information. And I will see you in the next episode of The Warped Report. Peace.